Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer in Zurich. I'm going to provide an overview of the recent market activity. In the US yesterday, the S&P 500 index closed down 0.7% to 3,588.84. Four sectors, however, had a positive day real estate, consumer staples, healthcare, and industrials. The NASDAQ 100 also closed down by 1.2%. Both indices saw their fifth straight day of declines. The Dow ended the day on a higher note, up 0.1%, to 29,239, spot 1.9. The VIX index closed up 3.6%. Shares in Asia-Pacific are trading lower, with the Nikkei down just 0.02%. In Hong Kong, the Hang Seng index is off 2.15%, and in China, the CSI 300 is off 1.25%. The drop in Chinese stocks came after little support was seen from aggregate financing and new yuan loans data that both beat consensus estimates by a wide margin. The outlook for China's economy, which is struggling with Beijing's COVID curbs and headwinds in the technology and property sectors, continues to cast a shadow over markets in Asia. The Bank of England intervened again to restore order to UK markets yesterday, with volatility in long-dated government bonds posing what is called a material risk to UK financial stability. But what the bank made very clear was that this intervention will cease on Friday. The pound tumbled on the back of this, but later the dollar erased an advance and the pound swung to a gain again after a report from the Financial Times said that the Bank of England has signalled privately to bankers that it might extend its emergency bond buying programme beyond this Friday's deadline. The Japanese yen remained around levels that have previously triggered intervention as investors prepare for higher US rates while the Bank of Japan sticks with ultra-easy policy. In the bond markets, the yield on 10-year treasuries declined two basis points to 3.93% and the 30-year is at 3.91%. In the commodity space, oil dropped for a third day on escalating concerns about a global slowdown, with US President Joe Biden saying that a recession was possible. OPEC's monthly oil market report is due out later today. Gold is trading at $1,668.57 an ounce and Bitcoin is at $19,089. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday that the US economy was doing very well. The Treasury Secretary's meeting with the world finance leaders at the International Monetary Fund and World Bank's annual meetings this week in Washington, D.C. Yellen acknowledged that inflation is too high and that lowering it is a priority for the Biden administration. But she said that there is a way to do that while maintaining a healthy labour market. She said the economy was expected to slow after a very strong recovery, but that the recent jobs report released last week revealed a very resilient economy. Coming up today, investors are looking forward to US September producer price index, a gauge of final demand wholesale prices due to be released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Consensus forecasts are expecting headline PPI to increase 0.2% after declining 0.1% in August. The minutes from the Federal Reserve September meeting will also be released today, while Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has acknowledged that aggressive interest rate increases could be painful, the central bank will continue to charge forward in its fight to lower inflation. PepsiCo will report its quarterly earnings before the bell rings on the New York Stock Exchange today, and bank earnings will kick off later in the week. European markets closed lower yesterday, with all the major bourses and the majority of sectors ending the trading session in the red, 
And I'm afraid it seems that the European markets are heading for a lower open today, with global growth concerns dominating sentiment and investors looking ahead to tomorrow's inflation data out of the US. That's it for the markets wrap. And now I'm pleased to hand over to Mathieu Rachete, Head of Equity Strategy, to give us an insight into what to expect from the upcoming earnings season. Thank you very much, Bernadette. As you mentioned, the earnings season will officially kick off this week with the big US banks reporting results on Friday. The earnings season will be more important than usual as investors are looking if earnings can withstand the pressure from high inflation and slowing growth. There are three key points I would like to make here. First, consensus expects 2.3% of earnings growth for the third quarter for the S&P 500, revised down from 9% just three months ago. That's quite a sharp revision downward revisions ahead of the earnings season. Usually earnings are revised down by 4% ahead of the start. This time around, it's almost a double. Second, the bulk of earnings growth is expected to come from the oil and gas sector. So if we scrap out the sector, earnings growth of the S&P 500 is actually expected to contract by roughly 4% compared to the third quarter last year. And third, the gap between earnings and sales growth is expected to further widen which means lower profit margins. And this is mainly due to the effects of inflation, which supports the top line nominal growth, which starts to wait on profitability. So what's the likelihood that the earnings season will disappoint this time around? If you have a look at the early reporters so far, they have been rather on the weak side. So only 55% have beaten on earnings, which is actually the lowest level since the first quarter of 2019. In such a low level, is usually consistent with a slight earnings miss. But you know, I don't think investors will look too much on the Q3 numbers themselves, but rather on guidance for Q4 and especially for next year. Earnings expectation uh, for the second half this year came down already materially. So if we exclude the oil and gas sector, earnings are expected to contract in the second half of this year, and margins are also expected to further drop from the record highs reached earlier in Q1. But if you look into next year, consensus still expects profit margins to reach the prior record high of 12.7% already in Q3 next year. And overall expects 10% of earnings growth for the full year, excluding the oil and gas sector. And this is in line with business as usual and not with a severe slowdown or even recession that we are facing. So we think, you know, the earnings downgrade cycle, which has started back in Chennai, will continue driven by downgrades in next year's numbers, which will likely keep markets at bay. With that, back to you, Bernadette. Thank you very much for your insights, Mathieu. That concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We do hope you'll join us for the next instalment. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. True Connections is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses, and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for True Connections on your favourite podcast player.